Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have Patty Bruner on with me today. Welcome. Patty. Hello. So Patty has come on before and shared. Actually, she shared about a financial miracle last year, right around this time. I guess this is the time to have you on my podcast is this time of year, Patty. Yeah, I was, I was looking. I said, it's almost a year to the day. <laughs> yeah, I was just realizing that. I'm like, wait a second. That was actually like right about this time. So We're in this miracle series right now. And Patty and I were talking the other day about different kinds of miracles. And, you know, sometimes miracles are not the big things. Sometimes they're the small things that just make everything work for us. So Patty's going to share some of her stories in regards to this. And I'm so excited to have her. So welcome. Hi there. It's funny because when we were talking, uh, as we were talking, we we're both going, you know, it's it's everything from you've been driving somewhere and you're 15 minutes late mm-hmm. and you're frustrated because you're late to where you're supposed to be. And then you find out there was a massive accident on the exact road that you were going. Had you been on time, you could have been in the middle of that accident. Yes. How many times have you heard that happen? Or you hear the stories of something as dramatic as the people who were not on the flights for 9-11. hmm Right? I was just thinking that. Like, yeah. that morning when they were delayed, they didn't think that was a miracle. But when those towers came down and they weren't in them, you right. better believe that they knew their lives were spared. Right. And you hear that with, with you know, when there's a, a train accident, a derailment somewhere, all these different things. Those are absolutely miracles. That's absolutely. not coincidence. That's not happenstance. That's a flat out miracle if we really absolutely. see it through spiritual eyes, right? Yes. And one of the ones when we were talking that that I thought of because I was thinking, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. But I immediately, well, not immediately, but eventually I, uh, when we were talking, I thought about my move from Metro New York to Kentucky and yeah. a lot of things occurred to, for that move to, to happen, which looking back, I, I totally believe had multiple miracles in it. And I don't know if you want me to tell you about that part, but the, the absolute best part of it. And, and I know I'm going to forget specifics of it because it wasn't just yesterday, but the best part of it was Um, I had looked all over the place. I knew my time up in Metro New York was ended. That's like I said, that's a separate or or additional part of this story. But I knew that my season up there was done and I knew I was supposed to move, but I didn't know where I was supposed to move. And as I continued to pursue that and look into things, it seemed like the doors that were open were in this part of Kentucky where I had some family members and and it wasn't even moving back to another part of the country where I had lived before, which at first I thought, oh, well, that's what God's going to do. But as things unfolded, that was not what he did. Yeah. And so the whole idea of moving from Metro New York to Kentucky, where's the money coming from? How to move your stuff? You know, all of these logistics. And I didn't have a job. This was a faith move. This was a, I knew I had to be closer to family. And I knew that I was supposed to move, but I didn't have a job. 
yet. And, and that's actually a story of how I got to, to move to Metro New York. It was similar years, years, years before that. Another story, another time. But finally, just bottom line, I finally dis- discovered that I was supposed to move to Kentucky without the job yet. And I, I, I was able to locate an apartment and all of that kind of thing. But then how are we going to rent the truck? What's the least expensive way to do this the most efficient? Again, looking at things. And this was bef- this was right before the internet. Everybody had the internet. So we're yeah. talking like late 90s. Mm-hmm. And and so it, it's it, it, things took a little bit more effort. Your phone calls. You actually had to call and talk to a human. <laughs> you know? yes. Yes. Actually, it was not a thing yet. Yes. Google did not exist yet. I know that sounds like ancient history, but it's true. It didn't exist yet. Almost, but not quite. So finally found the best way was, and the least expensive way was for family members here in Kentucky to rent the, the, the rental truck with the trailer to tow my car, drive it from Kentucky to Northern New Jersey, Metro New York, where I lived which I looked, uh, I looked it up before we started talking now. And, and now it's an at least 11 hour drive. Now that's without going to stopping for gas or body breaks or food. And I, and I think it took longer than that then because the interstate wasn't up to 70 at that point, yeah. even though, you know, you didn't necessarily drive that, but <laughs> so they rented the truck and they they had the, the, the tow drove up. We're going to drive up to get me. We're going to load up my apartment and then literally sleep on the floor in the apartment and take off the next morning and drive back. Yeah. Well, here's the miracle part, the real miracle part. Uh, the family member who was go- who had the vehicle and was just being super gracious to to come and get me. Yeah. For this move, because um, this was a big, this was a family affair kind of thing. This was a bunch yeah. of people were involved to make this happen, and it was absolutely wonderful. They had a plan of when they were going to get up to get on the road and, and the different timings so that they would hit great spots at the right time and daylight yeah. and all that. Cause by that time we're talking, this is the beginning of January that year. We had already had four to six major snowfalls where I lived in Metro New York and each snowfall was four to six inches of snow. So wow. there was already knee high snow on the sides of my apartment complex. So, I mean, the, the sidewalks were clear, but there was snow. So there was snow all the way on the ground and, up there, snowpack. Um, roads were clear, but there was snowpack. And that's important to this story. So he he was uh, had his plan of when he was gonna, going to take off to drive up here or up there. And he got woken up several hours earlier by God. I mean, literally, God woke him up out of a sound sleep. Mm-hmm. You need to get on the road now. <laughs> and he was like, all right, then. He talked to the, you know, to the other, the other, his, his spouse and said, I'm leaving now. And they're like, okay. And so they did. Well, here's, there was an importance of why he was, and his obedience to that was huge. Got on the road, made it to my place in obviously 11, 12 hour drive. Yeah. Or, you know, you get the idea. And I had right. a couple of friends over at my, my apartment and we were, loading up through the through the windows of the apartment because I was on the first floor. We were loading up the truck, got everything loaded in the truck and literally crashed on the floor. And then the next morning, we get on the road and leave. After we leave where I lived in New Jersey, the blizzard hit. The two-day window between the blizzard hitting in Metro New York where I lived and the blizzard hitting in Kentucky where I moved to were those two days that we were on the road. 
Had he delayed and not listened and obedient, we wouldn't have made that window and we would have been driving or unpacking or unboxing the truck in a blizzard. We got the last, we got the last box into my apartment in Kentucky. And I kid you not, it started snowing in Kentucky. And the blizzard <laughs> had already hit in, in northern New Jersey and it was making its way south. And the next morning after we got my stuff in my apartment, we had like 11, 12, 13 inches of snow outside my apartment in Kentucky. So wow. we had that, the, literally the two day window between the blizzard hitting up there and the blizzard hitting in Kentucky was what we drove in. And had he not been obedient, we wouldn't, we, we would have missed that window. It's like God just waited for you to get that last box inside to let it snow. <laughs> that's how I remember it. You know, maybe I'm being dramatic, but honestly, that's how I remember it. And uh, it, I just, I remember, and I remember just being amazing. That is amazing. Lots of funny stories in between of, of us in, in the, in the rental car with my, my little car and being towed behind and I had a pet rabbit at the time and she was in a little cat carrier in between us and it fit perfectly between the two seats in the rental <laughs> car in the rental truck so anytime we had to stop somewhere and people looked in they were like freaked out that they're like that's not a cat that's not a dog <laughs> you know? people used to ask story. That me too because I would travel with my bunny like he would even go on tour with me occasionally but he would travel back and forth to California with me and people would expect to see a cat or dog and they'd be like, whoa, a bunny. I know. It was good. So it, that, that was just another example of, of, you know, things that if you don't have the eyes to see God's hand of protection and just, or even something as simple as, as you hit the window that he gave you that made an arduous thing so much more pleasant than yeah. had you been driving in the middle. Now, even, even after we got here, I remember we had some ice, uh, some ice because I kind of remember sliding. <laughs> uh, we were, I wasn't able to, to immediately move into the apartment in Kentucky. So I stayed at this fa- the family's house and my family member's house and they had a slight incline in front of their house. And I remember that there was an ice coating on the road because on, on the driveway, because I was, remember it was a little slippery trying uh-huh. to get in, but it's just absolutely amazing because you look and seriously, if you had just missed it just that little bit, you would have been driving in the middle of all of this. Yep. And that's just not pleasant. So God is so good to speak to us and to wake us up and to be like, no, now. Right. Do this now. Do not delay. Do not wait, you know. And, you know, he took care of you the whole trip. I mean, he made sure to do it. And all he had to do was be obedient. Yeah. But then- you know, the Lord even took care of it down to that last box. Absolutely. Last, I kid you not, last box going in and I remember the snow started falling. I'm like, that's, that's <laughs> That is so amazing. It was good. Now, as we were hopping on here, you told me that you had one other story that oh, you were yeah. like, oh, we should share this too. So I'm going to let you share that. Okay. Well, one of the things that I thought of was, uh, since we were talking miracles, was I've had several friends and most of us who have, 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 or have had friends who are married and truly desire children. And for whatever reason have either struggled or not been able to conceive and have children. And it has just been heart wrenching. And then every time mother's day comes around, it just, just, it's, it's just tears at your heart. And it obviously it tears at their heart. And two of my friends in particular came to my mind when we were talking about this, this thing. And both of them, uh, one of them in particular had severe endometriosis, had to have major surgery 
and uh, it, the, the surgery was so so detailed that uh, there there was just really question as to whether there would even ever be a chance because of all of the the damage. And the other friend, I can't recall exactly, not that I need to know, but I can't recall um, if there was anything in particular. Uh, but I, bottom line is neither of them were able to to conceive or conceive successfully. Yeah. And and I was looking, and um, we're talking one of them probably close to 13 years since they first got married, and the other one was, I don't know, seven, eight, something like that. I mean, so we're talking not just two years. Yeah. We're talking a long period of time. And these are not people who were who are, you know, older. So you're thinking, well, it might be a challenge anyway, or it's none of those kinds of things. So sit that out of your mind. And so all of this was going on. And then a couple of years ago, actually it was right. I think it was right before the world went crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, um, there was just this, this, so many people praying over both of these couples and laying hands on them and, and praying, praying for healing. For this and and I remember I had a particular thing that God led me to pray for both of them on my own, yeah. And it was really cool because several months after those things that I knew of, and again, this is just the little bits that I know. So I know that there was much more going on in both of their lives. They're both pregnant. Wow. And now this, and both of them gave birth to kids in 2020, <laughs> and since then they have both had several children. Wow. Yes. Yes. And they so, got pregnant at the same time. Same, and that's the thing. And both, both of them had two children and both of them have had children at the same years, both times. <laughs> I know, right. They both had children in 2020 and then they both had children at the same, in the same year when they both had their second child. Wow. And it's just absolutely amazing. That really is. I mean, one, just that God did it. Oh, he's absolutely. a good God though. And he's a healer. And there were people standing in faith for them, but uh-huh. the timing of it, it, again, it goes to that really interesting timing. I mean, it lined up exactly. So there was something about that timing with God. Yeah. And, and it, it has nothing to do with, does anybody know anybody or they're the same people it has nothing to do with any of that. It's like, why did God choose that? I don't know. Right? Why did he, why, why was there such a delay? I don't know. And the thing is, is that these are friends. I care about them and join with other people who are praying for their healing. Yeah. And God has honored and just absolutely stunned with phenomenal, phenomenal little ones in their family now. Yeah. So good. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. So if you could leave the audience with one thought from our discussion today to take with them, what would it be? Do not disregard a prompting of if you get a little internal nudge to do something now or an internal nudge to wait or an internal nudge to be persistent after something, do it because I'm confident that internal nudge has nothing to do with you, but it's actually Holy spirit. Mm. You know, it's God, the one true living God prompting you Yes. To either protect you, to direct you, or to get you to be closer to him or all of the above at the same time. Amen. So true and so good. Let's close this out with just a prayer for alignment with the timing of God for those listening. 
So Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the listeners that will hear this episode. We thank you, God, for Patty coming on and sharing. And we pray, God, that every person listening will have an awareness of you, God, of your voice and your promptings, and that you will bring them into alignment with the perfect timing of God, the one true God for their lives. And we thank you, God, that you have a perfect time for everything. And that when the time is exactly right, you, God, act. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us ears to hear your voice, eyes to see what you have to show us, and hearts that respond to your promptings with speed and ease. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, Patty. I really appreciate you hopping on and just sharing. You know, sometimes people are looking for the big miracles, but they're missing the small ones that are already happening. Yeah, and, and, and we think it's got to be big for it to be a miracle. Right. And sometimes we need to just open our awareness that miracles are already happening to believe even for the bigger ones. So yeah. I really appreciate this particular topic around the miracle topic that we've been diving into. And thank you for coming on and sharing. And thank you listeners for joining us this week. I hope you have a blessed week and I will talk to you next week.